why is it that the highest download of porn is between the hours of 9am and 5pm? It's madness. Where are most between 9am and 5 But the contract, the employment contract says if you are found downloading mm. porn, in on the where you'll be it's gross misconduct it's instant dismissal that means potentially loss of income loss of mortgage why would you take that sort of risk and right. yet they do well that's it's right somebody who isn't struggling with that would find that so completely difficult to understand but but you're right it's that is what makes it similar to to other addictions in that that will come first before anything else. And I will say, and it's a weird thing to compare it to, but I battled a severe eating disorder for years. Yeah. And I can tell you that there were times when I put my life at risk. I mean, I put yeah. my life at risk with awful behavior, walking to my gym at two o'clock in the morning on a Sunday by myself. But the fear of dying was not as strong as my fear of gaining weight, which is completely irrational. Taking pills that, can, <laughs> that could kill me I was afraid of dying. I had children, but the fear of my, what, what the addiction and the, the disorder was for me, that trumped everything else. And that, that's the difference between doing something because it feels good and you enjoy it and you'll risk everything. Entirely. Marcy, I think what would really be helpful is just cross off the word in front of addiction, whether it's porn, drugs, just cross off the word in front of and just be left with addiction. So when you made the comparison of eating, mine was and whether it's less or worse. No, don't distinguish. Just cross off the word because they're all about self-soothing and managing emotions all the time. It's escape. And why wouldn't we want to escape for a while from the mm-hmm. stuff of life and responsibilities? But the reality is we've got to find other more appropriate coping strategies for managing emotions. And because it's set up too early in life, it means you never learn more appropriate coping strategies later on. It's not you who chooses the addiction. It's your brain that chooses the one that's right for you. And we don't know why for one it's drugs, for another it's alcohol, for another it's porn. We don't know. It's not you who choose. It's your brain that says, wow, to the run that's right for you. Remember, they never come singly. There's always going to be a co-addiction. In other words, because it's not about porn, it's not really about the the sex. It means if if you go into a program and you start to reduce, what you may not realize is alcohol increases. Or gaming increases or gambling increases. But yeah, your recovery program's working really well because it was never about the sex or the alcohol or that. It was always about a coping strategy for managing emotions and self-soothing. It's yeah. it's really interesting because I mean, I'm very honest with with my story, but I will tell you that there was a time when I was at the peak of well, I had several peaks with my eating disorder, but I was also dealing with trauma through promiscuity. And I could tell you that I always say I, I really connect the food and the and the sex because it was still I still felt that I was using both as ways of abusing my body. It was it was both were ways of, of that I was hurting myself my body. But I often and it's so crazy to 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 think about. But there were times when I knew if I stopped, if I pulled back from let's say letting myself be sexualized, then I would go back into eating because. Yeah, you know, one thing that kept me from eating was knowing that people were going to see me naked. But if I stopped that part of it, then I would go to the yeah. food. So it was, they really did work. Kinda, 
hand made in hand. logical sense. Absolutely. Made logical sense. <laughs> to you, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> to it other does. people, it's a little bit crazy. <laughs> but the brain yeah, is so, it's so interesting. And that's why really we can't, it's, we should, really shouldn't judge what people are going through because we're all dealing, most of us have dealt with trauma in our, in our yeah. past. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's very difficult to be able to pinpoint exactly what it is that makes us think the way we think and feel the way we feel and act the way we act. So it must be, is it difficult for people, do you find, to reach out and get help for, yeah. I'll start with sex addiction first, because I do think that there's a bit of a stigma attached yeah, there to is, it. There is, there is, there is. Because there's something about mental health is a sign of weakness if you get help. So we've got the princes, Prince Harry and Prince William trying to, and because of their mother, oh, they went to therapy. That means it's okay to go to therapy. And the Hollywood stars are having, that means, oh, so if, what means, so thank you, Hollywood stars, and thank you, princes, because you're sort of helping some people to get the help they need. But yeah, absolutely, it is. It does have a big stigma. But most of the time, folks think that they've got this under control and don't yeah. really need the help. And they push the boundaries and push the boundaries. And often it's when they're on the floor just crawling and not even crawling, just in a real bad place and probably being caught or the law that forces their hand to get the help. Regrettably, that's what it is. Some catastrophe is what forces the hand of so many people before they actually get the help. And yet such a shame about the stigma because it, it is all about self-soothing and managing something back there whether it's some trauma but let's not look at trauma as what's happening in afghanistan i often say look trauma is the six-year-old whose action man was stolen by the boy down the road and when he went to get mm. it a dad slammed the door in his face and said it's not yours and his dad didn't go and rescue and why 40 years later is this mm six-year-old, now 40, telling me about it, because it was trauma to the six-year-old. We can laugh at it now, but it was trauma, and he'd been carrying that. So we've got to go after the stuff that happens back there in childhood, because those are the reasons why people are self-soothing and managing their emotions. Don't just put them on a recovery program. That's the step five to 10 stuff. You've got to look at the step one to one to five. What caused? How did you get to be this way? In other words, and I've got a, a history taking questionnaire to build a profile of each client from the minute they were born up to the age that they are. What happened to you back there? And 188 questions over three sessions, two minute sessions to build that profile. It's the equivalent of Marcy, if you've got some pathology going on in your body, you know, you've got pain in your leg, you'll go to your doctor, refer to the hospital, x-rays, blood scans, tests, they call you back x weeks later. This is what we've found, Marcy. This is the diagnosis. We're not medically qualified. We're psychologically qualified. That means our blood tests and scans is the equivalent of the answers to those questions. We can identify something about what happened back there that looks so innocent, but actually was really quite a big deal. Bullying, a parent shouting across the table and causing embarrassment, divorce and separation, the middle child syndrome, just not right. seeing 
etc. There's all sorts of reasons. But what you mustn't do is compare little Johnny to twin Johnny because the brain and their personality right. are different. And what might have oh, a brain may have not impacted that other. So don't look at one mm. as weaker or lesser than. Mm. 